0: To the U.S. Fire Journal podcast. We offer views and opinions on the fire service around the world with no topic too tough to handle. Visit us at usfirejournal.com for all your fire service information. Now, here's your host, Jay. Good morning. Welcome into the podcast, I'm Jay. Today is Friday, September the 17th, and uh, the month is moving along. It is going to turn cooler and cold in in many parts of the country, and some people are happy for that. I just raised my hand. Others are sad. Other people. Some really bad, bad news uh, out of Columbia, South Carolina, where over the past week um, two people have have died Two two firefighters one retired and uh, one who was a battalion chief and um, uh, battalion chief deso and, and Billy Bright uh, they both died I, I knew both of them um, it is uh, um, it's a sad day for for Columbia Uh, Billy Bride had retired already uh, and was the chaplain for the fire department. Um, I believe he was also the chaplain over in Irmo, Uh, but uh, a solid person, good person. Uh, Chief Desso had been a battalion chief, I guess, since maybe, I guess he'd been a battalion chief three or four years, maybe four, four years. A really sad day uh, for Columbia and their families and friends and uh, send out condolences to all involved. Uh, chief Aubrey Jenkins made the announcement. Uh, chief Jenkins has been the chief there for some time. Uh, just a a real sad day uh, for all involved. Both of them died from uh, from COVID. And uh, you know, it's it's something that you know it has become uh, when you talk about COVID. It has become. A political argument it has become this just entrenched tribalism based on your opinion about it almost everything to do with it has become um, you know overtly partisan politics instead of being something that has cost many people their lives um, we can all at least to some degree agree or, or disagree on on methodology and things like that at the same time um, the tragedy of it is that it, it has and continues to impact people families communities and uh, so uh, to everyone there our condolences and and uh, to the families and friends and uh, of course uh, firefighters there the brothers and sisters of, uh, of the Columbia Fire Department uh, switching gears you know, when you hold a position of trust in the public, uh, such as, let's say, a fire chief, one of the things that you don't want to do is allegedly get drunk and then demand to use a bathroom in a restaurant that's closed. And then, when you don't get your way, you allegedly throw punches. And I believe most of this is on video, but I'm saying alleged. Um... You don't punch a father and daughter inside the restaurant, and if you do, and and this is somewhat disturbing to me, this happened uh, in in North Carolina. The Orlando fire chief, uh, uh, Benjamin Barksdale, uh, formerly of I believe it was Prince George's County, um, he's the one who allegedly did it, and yet he's not been terminated so far. He's been suspended with pay while they investigate, but. It's it's off-putting. I have no doubt that had a rank and file fire a rank and file firefighter uh, done this, they most likely would have been terminated as soon as word got out that there was a video. Now I've heard from people who say, well, it's only a misdemeanor. Yeah, misdemeanor, assault. it's still an assault. He also identified himself, I guess, at the end of the video, or was talking to the people next door where he ran into a 7-Eleven or some type of store. And uh, anyway, this is, it's atrocious, you know. Look, just because you are a fire chief or deputy or assistant or whatever the case may be, you should be held to a higher standard. The further you move up, in my opinion, you should be held to a higher standard, and I think that's the opinion of many people. And why Orlando has waited thus far is beyond me. Um, you know, they got rid of a fire chief that that there was a lot of uh, negative uh, reaction to that fire chief, and they went out and got and uh, got uh, Mike Tyson Jr. here. Um, and look, I don't care who you are. You can't do this kind of stuff. You just can't. You don't punch. You know. You walk. Oh, get up or not get up, but just walk away. And I don't care what kind of counseling he goes to. I don't care what he does to repay it. He should not be the fire chief uh, in Orlando. This just it just doesn't make sense. And again, you know, it brings a really really. Negative perception, again, on firefighters. It's bad enough you get the ones who are out there, you know, they shoot people or, or they set fires or, or beat their wives or, or get into bar fights and all this other stuff. And look, stuff happens in life. I get it. But the problem is, is the backlash. Everybody wants to talk about, um, you know, the individual's rights. And I'm all about it, too. I am. Once you're on video, I mean, let's be blunt here. Um, At some point, firefighters have to police their own. And, you know, cities don't really have a lot of latitude in this, not without bringing even more heaping scorn. So you have a couple now who has a restaurant in North Carolina. How are they going to feel the next time they see somebody come in and that person is a firefighter? Fire or And maybe they don't feel anything. Maybe they realize these people were from Florida. But I know this, if somebody had punched my daughter and I wasn't in the fire service, um either way, I'm going after them. But the point is is that it gives you a negative perception of the fire service. And it's something that needs to be acted on and acted on quickly. Um you know, you have to take care of these types of problems if you hope to have any, and I mean any, uh, you know, if you want to regain any sort of public trust because it is a loss of public trust, and it's, uh, it's just being a jerk. And, um, you know, I think there are Orlando firefighters who are impatiently waiting because they know that they would have been terminated already course, the fire chief, you know, maybe has the ear of the mayor. Um, I've told firefighters, you know what, if it doesn't happen soon, ask the questions. Why hasn't it happened? Why has there been no action on it? Um, You know, those types of things need to be asked. And uh, let's move on from that, right? To me, it's a smart thing to do. I want to go back a little bit and talk about the COVID response. And and here I'm talking about um, fire departments who are responding and have been responding uh, during the entire um, COVID response. And a lot of people aren't aware that um, firefighters are in the line of fire. A lot of people just aren't aware of anything, but we kind of take that 10-15% and go, okay. But there are people out there that that aren't aware that, that firefighters, law enforcement, they show up at medical scenes as well. Um, and, you know, I see now where some cities and towns and counties are offering money for, to entice firefighters to to get vaccines. And, you know, again, it's up, that's up to an individual. It's up to the department as well, and whether they want to force it or not force it or, or whatever the case may be. But here's the thing. If they offer money and you're going to get it anyway, take the money. Yeah. Somebody said to me um, that they found it distasteful that a city was offering taxpayer money to firefighters to get a vaccine. Well, I'm not here to argue about you know your, your uh, opinions on politics. Uh, what I am saying is that if you're a firefighter and you're going to get it anyway, if you haven't already gotten it, and they're offering you... 500 a 1, 1000 1500 whatever the case may be, take the money if you're going to get it anyway. If you're positive 100% that you'll never get it and all this other crap, then do what you got to do. But if you're getting it, then at least get the money for it too. Because, and here's my thing, um, while all the precious bodies of all the teachers and everyone else, uh, they're getting incentives to go back to work Firefighters have been doing it this entire time, so yes. If you get an opportunity, if you haven't gotten a vaccine and you want to get the get one or whatever, and you've decided to go ahead and do it, and they're offering money, take the money and run. It's the right response. Um, you know, if if you can get something extra for your service, the services you've been providing, by all means, um, I don't think it's a waste of money uh, in that regard. Um, people get people have been getting enticements to go to work and whether you agree or disagree with it if it's being offered to firefighters take advantage of it Uh, before we get into questions today's you know friday questions and answers day Um, and there's actually only two questions but they're really good questions and i want to explore them in depth anyway i've uh i've been talking with a really great training officer um and i've talked to him several times uh, years ago at fdic and another time when when firehouse uh, expo was still in baltimore um we had great conversations and he's like you know he's like uh, and and he wants to do some stickers we've tried coddling now let's try high expectations and i couldn't agree more too many people want to coddle and it's fine if you're in an accounting office, if you are teaching somebody how to sail, for example. You want to teach them, you know, uh, how to raise and lower sails and you're, you're out on the water and that's what you're teaching? Absolutely. hundred percent. Fine. Coddle. Coddle all you want. You want to teach your kids that way? That's fine. Firefighting is a job in which people can die that very day. and You can die at any job, any day. But in firefighting, it's especially true. If you are going out, you're on the rig, and you have to raise a ladder to get somebody down, and you don't know how to raise the ladder, or you're in step seven out of the 54 steps that some people create, you've got a problem. So why not, after it's shown, forget the coddling. Expect great things. People will respond more to having more expected from them, than if you're saying, well, you know, today's like today's like the seventh day out of our, our seven day orientation to the Halyard. You know? And it happens. I'm being a little facetious, but that's exactly what happens. You need to expect great things from great people. Thank goodness we don't teach surgeons that way. Thank goodness we don't teach astronauts that way, or, or people who fly or or thank goodness we don't we just don't teach most jobs that require um, skill versus versus worrying about whether or not somebody's feelings have been, have been hurt, don't coddle. That doesn't mean be a dick. It doesn't mean you always have to be the dick. It doesn't mean you have to use the knife hands actually on the people's throats. Don't use the knife hand on their throat. What it does mean is that you look at a person in the eye and you say, I know you've got this. Now show me. And it doesn't mean they aren't going to make mistakes. Of course they are. But then they're going to want to correct the mistake because they know that a great deal is expected is expected of them. We don't do that enough. We have people who say, no, nah, can't do that to so-and-so because he's a good guy and I don't want him to get angry at me. don't want him to go crying to the captain or the chief or whoever coddles. Um, it's long past the time for that. Uh, again, show them the way and be patient in showing them, but then expect them to do well. That's the problem. A lot of people, they just don't want to have the high expectations placed on them. They want to blame the people who are teaching as opposed to their inability to take on a task, and I'll be blunt with you. If you get somebody who can't do the job, get them out. Period. It's one of the things that, that... needs to be done. There are too many people who have hung on. They're incompetent. They've hung on. Then they get promoted. Then they get promoted again. And then they end up killing somebody. And everybody's like, well, we knew it the whole time. Well, why didn't you do something? Well, you know, no, I don't. (laughs) I mean, if you see something, say something. And uh, again, it it just if you expect great things from people, they will shock you with the results they give. If you expect nothing, you'll get nothing. And then you'll have a sour taste because you're going, you know what? Um this person sucked. Uh maybe, but maybe you sucked. Maybe you didn't expect a lot, so you didn't show them and and just say, you know what, I'm expecting you to do something good here. On the fire ground, Nobody's there to hold their hands, right? Nobody's there to guide them in the room and say, okay, guys, look, so you're, going down a, you're going down a hallway, right? And you run into something, and it's smoked out, right? I mean, it smoke smoked to the floor, and the guys are going, hey, what's this? Uh, what is this? We've run into an obstacle. Really? You know what those obstacles are called? A house, a commercial property. Of course you run into obstacles, It doesn't mean those obstacles stop you in your tracks. That's not what it means. People with experience, people who aren't afraid, they'll realize what it is and they'll go around, find another way. If they're completely blocked out, of course, they're going to back up. But you don't immediately run. You don't immediately say, well, I can't go any further. That is how we teach. That's how we're teaching people through this this coddling, step-by-step 97-step program, uh, again, all about the halyard, and it, you know, it's one of the things. And a lot of people don't like throwing ladders. They don't. They'll say, "Ah, we do it all the time." There's a reason you do it all the time. Um, It it encompasses a lot of skills. It really does. Dexterity. Dexterity is used with hose lines used in rescues. Um, Strength. Core strength. You know, balance. I think when you're teaching ladders when you're throwing ladders, most of it's about balance and positioning. You have guys, they can pick up a ladder and throw it. They're six foot five. you know, these guys, they can throw ladders all over the place. And they do it well up until they reach about 40, and then their backs start going. Here's the thing, though, if you're smaller than that, and most people are, you learn how to use the ladder, not let the ladder use you. All right? Maybe you don't have that brute strength. I don't, at at my age now, I don't have the same strength at all that I had 10, 20 years ago, but I know this. I can still throw ladders. Why? Because I know where they balance at. That takes time. It also comes from having people who taught me, who gave me one shot, one shot to do it right. And of course you screw up after that. I have screwed up throwing ladders a lot. That's not the point. The point is, is that you become better at something by actively doing it and by having high expectations for yourself and the people around you. If you create that high standard, the people around you will have to rise to it or they're gonna feel pretty inefficient. They're gonna feel like little tiny people. So you raise the standard. When you raise the standard, you expect them to rise to the occasion and when they don't, you tell them about it, period. Um, Okay, so we have questions, and both of these were sent in. and, and This first one I really like. Uh, it's a uh, person says, "I want to start a podcast, but don't want to get in trouble with my department or lose any of my good friends, both on the department and nationally." Um, well, here's here's the thing, right? Uh, it's easy enough to talk about training to do these types of things um, on the job. Um, and and within the confines of, of sort of a, uh, you know, those bumpers that we put on the sides of things so you don't, you know, you don't go off the rails. But my own experience is this. Anytime you step outside of that, you are going to make enemies. You are going to lose so-called friends um, and you might get in trouble. And if you're not willing, and I'm not saying you will, but you might. So you have to weigh that. And if 100% safety is your ultimate goal in life, you never touch it. You just don't. Because nothing, I mean, not going to tell you the obvious, nothing's 100% safe. Okay, I told you. But yes, you are going to upset people. You are going to find everything you say is going to be challenged, or some people are going to call you an idiot. Others are going to say, well, he's wrong. Look on page 400 of the International Fire Service Training Association megalomaniac. Edition 14, subchapter 44, here's where he screwed up in that word right there, shall. Uh, you have people like that. Um, and you always got to deal with them. Um, the best way to deal with them, I've found, is to sit and listen to them, shake my head, and then just forget what they said, unless it was something that was, uh, what's the best word? Worthy? And I've heard a lot of worthy stuff. I have. Um, And it comes from places that you wouldn't expect it. Um, But nonetheless, uh, it doesn't mean you're going to have the people are going to hate you, but it could. And the more that you opine, and opinions are a big thing, right? The more that you opine, the more people will, will either dislike you or they'll like you to a fault. And both are wrong. You should never be liked to a fault. And also, you should never be hated by everyone unless that's your goal. It's not hard to be hated by everyone, especially not now. But nonetheless, if you want to start a podcast, there's more to it than the talking, than mixing the sound, than whatever else goes into it. A lot of it is saying, I have something that I want to say. This is a platform for me to say it. And... I feel as though my opinion can withstand a challenge. That's why we go and do it. Now, if you're a narcissist, especially a malignant narcissist, and you don't like being questioned at all, you're going to hate this. I mean, you are, because you will get challenged. I get emails every day, and and, and some are, are are great, some are good. You know, you get that the few that are... You know, like, what are they thinking? Um, And then you get some who really, they want to know more. They want to dig deeper down into a subject. And I don't have a problem with that. Um, It's part of why I do this is interaction. I can learn a lot uh, from anybody. You know, there's no one that you can't learn from. Um, There are some guys that are so inept, so scared about the job, um, but you can learn from them. You learn what not to do. You learn how not to lead. You learn not how to pose questions, all sorts of things. It's still learning, and it's great. I love doing the podcast. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, at the same time, people who think that it's there's nothing to it, well, there is, especially if you want to take on subjects. And look, there are tons of safe subjects out there. You can have a ladder podcast. Just talk about ladders, and you're still going to tick people off, but not in the same way you do if you're going to talk about the fire chief who who went to, who went George St. Pierre on on a couple in uh, in North Carolina. I mean, you're always going to have people that are going to accuse you of going after the fire chief because you didn't like him. Nope, I'd only heard of him once before. Have no opinion on him. Now have an opinion on him. Um, And so, you know, those are the types of things you got to be prepared to defend, and that's the way that goes. If you're worried about getting in trouble, check your department's policies. Check the city policies. Um, There has been a lot, and I'll say this, there's been a lot of crackdowns on people who used to identify themselves as a firefighter with the Hoopsawatsi, you know, California Fire Department, and now you can't put in Hoopsawatsi. Uh, there have been a lot of prominent uh, uh, fire service people who who teach and do all these things who've been told they can't use their departmental even though uh most of them frankly they bring great credit upon their fire department and but it's it's that it's that departmental bureaucracy that just hates the fact that somebody out there knows more than they do and uh so they come down on a lot of guys for, for identifying that they're firefighters with a certain department. All of that you have to run through yourself. Um, as far as losing friends, uh, there's the old saying that, well, if they were a friend, you wouldn't have lost them anyway. That's not necessarily true. Um, most people like us when we're quiet. When we start talking, they dislike us. You just have to deal with it. Um, in short, suck it up buttercup. Either start the podcast or don't. You know That's the way it goes. The second question, um, and I'm not going to read it out this time, but it basically has to do with social media and how uh, this person, uh, oh yeah, this person says that uh, they were targeted because of social media use and they're trying to figure out what to do. They're thinking about suing the department, yada, 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 yada. Well, okay, so let's start with this. Every Well, not everybody. A lot of people want to sue departments. I mean, it happens when something happens, when something doesn't happen. I'm going to sue. And, you know, uh, I'd say 99% never sue. Um, They don't, um, in part because it's a pain. Uh, Also because it puts your job in jeopardy. It puts all kinds of things in jeopardy. Um, You get deposed. A lot of people are ready to sue until they realize that they're going to have to face a deposition, and if they lie in the deposition, they face going to jail. A lot of people don't like that. If you've never been deposed, um, sometimes they're easy. Most times, very difficult. I've been deposed. Don't care for it. You have to be prepared. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not fun. Um, also, uh, most people don't sue because they don't have a case. But you don't hear that part. They're like, yep, talk to a lawyer, I got a case. Oh, okay, are you filing? Well, not today. Oh, okay, all right, wonder why. Um, You come back in six months, hey, did you file that lawsuit? Nah, nah, I'm not going to do it, nah, no chance of winning. "Um, I thought you had a case. Oh, I mean, at first he said I had a case. Oh, okay, what happened? He actually checked it out then and found he doesn't. And this is not to, to say, oh, man, nobody should file a lawsuit. It's just to point out most lawsuits don't exist. People are always going to sue. Um, those who do sue and and push it to that point, um, then you know maybe you win, maybe you do, and people do. Um, somebody just won a couple million from a department, um, from a uh, I believe it's a police department um, over a child being grabbed and used in some in uh, photos. Apparently, I think it was Philadelphia. I may be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it's the city of. Brotherly love. So I mean, yeah, maybe somebody wins, you know, firefighters sue, maybe they win, but maybe they don't. The bottom line is, is that everybody's gonna sue. And typically doesn't work out that way. Anyway, social media. Social media has opened up a a whole new world. Um and ten percent of it's probably good. Another ninety percent is crap. Um I, I tend to look at social media and the people who love it. I mean, it's all they want to do is heroin addicts. They think it's great. They do. They absolutely love it. Uh, ultimately, though, it kills their reputation. And uh, kills the department's reputation. It kills everybody's reputation, actually. Because you cannot control anything about social media. You don't own your content. Good luck with that. Um, at some point, people get tired of you. The more they see you, the more they hear you, they hate you. So, yeah, social media is great if you're a heroin addict. Um, For people who use it and they say, well, I don't really, you know, I use it because I have to, I get it. I don't like it at all. I hate Facebook. I'm dumping that again. Um, Instagram's, eh. Uh, Twitter, don't want to go on Twitter. Uh, Was on Twitter. Twitter sucks. Um, All social media sucks, in my opinion. Uh, but there are things that I need to do to get the word out, and so I do them. Doesn't mean I don't like them. Um, and if something were to come along that eclipsed social media, like anti social media, I might jump on that. Nonetheless, it, it's part of it. Social media will kill. It will. And, uh, you know, already I hear lots of veteran urban firefighters, they loathe the people on Instagram and elsewhere who are selling this and selling that. And a couple of them bemoan the fact that everybody's training now, you know, like everybody has a training company and they're going around. And some of these guys are like, they have no experience, none, you know, and they formed a training company. Um, and, And the thing that, you know, look, we live in a free, mostly free country and people have the right to do it. Ultimately, whatever you're selling, it doesn't work unless somebody's buying. So there are people out there who buy this stuff. It's the same way that you used to have firefighters. I remember when rappelling got to be real big. Guys went out and bought tons of equipment. And, of course, the equipment sat where it was supposed to sit in the box or used once or twice and forgotten. Um, in many ways, uh, Swiftwater Rescue is the new rappelling. It's um, It's needed. But not near as much as people think, and so we're we're having a repeat of that, and there's always that going on. Um, but no matter what your view, um, this guy wants to know uh, that you know we're we're looking to sue because of social media, and we're told we can't do that, or told we can't be on social media, identifying the department, taking pictures with the engines, anything like that. Isn't it stupid because it brings uh, attention to the fire department? Look, there are people who bring great attention to fire departments. They do, through their photography, uh, telling stories, uh, you know, videos, whatever. They do. Um, But if you're the department or a company, but in this case, let's use the department, not all of it's always going to be used that way. And most departments would rather implement a zero tolerance policy for something than to implement a policy that says, okay, with the exception of, and look, we live in a free country, but too many people think that by living in a free country, it means that we have a first amendment right to do anything we want. 80% of the people don't understand what first amendment is or what it applies to or anything else. Um, and, but they use it. You know They'll go into a Burger King and say, I want this burger. And if it's not there, they'll say, well, it's first, my First Amendment right. No, it's not. It's actually not your First Amendment right. You don't have that. You're dealing with a private company. That company can choose not to sell a hamburger. That's their right. They are providing the service. Same goes in the fire department. Same goes with social media. There are times when a department will overstep. And they get slapped about it. And it's typically now it seems to be, a lot of it is over social media. They get that little slap, you can't do that. But understand this, that is not in every situation. It is situation dependent, context, you know, all of that is dependent upon that. And if you can't deal with that, don't don't be threatening to sue people. You know, it just doesn't work. If you meet with a lawyer, if you have a local, you go talk to the local. Um, you know, and they, yeah, okay, let's send it on up. Let's see what happens. Have at it, have fun. But just throwing that, that comment out, we're going to sue, we're going to sue. Typically you're going to lose, you're going to lose, um, because you're not even going to get off the ground with it. And in cases where there are legitimate concerns, pay, uh, promotions, hiring, practice, all this kind of stuff, it gets in the way of it. It clogs up a courtroom. It's another case where something gets dismissed or whatever happens. It's just not worth it. Um, if it's legitimate, you'll know it by virtue of the fact that you get people to, to listen to your argument. And, uh, you know, they'll be happy to take it on. And nowadays with, with search engines and, and the, you know, you can find out many things online. It doesn't mean they're all right, though, but you can find out many things. Use that before you start threatening to sue. Try to figure out what's going on. Know the policy. Know the law. Um, you know, it's you always hear it. I've heard it my whole life, but especially in the fire service. I'm going to sue. I'm going to sue. I'm going to sue. Well, most don't. That's going to do it for today. We'll be back on Saturday with special podcast. Um, until then, stay safe.